John again? Uh, I didn't get it worked again. I okay, buzzed. Perfect. I think. All right. Well, then we're going to do are a my, show. Are my texts coming through on your uh, iPad? No, they better not. I, yo, I should, thank you for. I'll turn the volume down on that thing. I get all the calls. All right, let's just do a show. It's <laughs> not too bad. It's Costa. No. He is not invited. Oh, the invite uninvites that kids love to have at birthday parties and they get mad at their friends. Invitations. My kids loved when they. We don't really do the parties anymore because they're too old. But when they were in preschool, it was all about like. So and so made me really upset yesterday. So we're not inviting him to the party now. And you always have this like, delicate balance of like, yeah, you can't really do that because he was already invited. Well, and it's a, it's a douchebag move, and it's just like, and, and to be quite honest, with you, tomorrow we already know you're going to reinvite him back anyway. Yeah. So it all right, you're matter. back. Yeah, it's a very it's a knee jerk reaction. But adults, turns out, apparently have this. But oh. I think that's more of a permanent. Uh. Good luck with that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> when you uninvite someone in your life, it's really that's it's it's not that simple. No, it's they will not. Rear, the ugly head will wear itself back around. Especially again. in a town like this, it's so small. I mean, it's, a town like this is so. Speaking of money, you got the this little, town is going to eat you alive, Brian Irwin. You see, see what you're saying. This music's having an effect on you. Welcome it to Hollywood is. Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin, and I'm John Huck. All right. I'll start. Bring, you want me to start bringing it down? I mean, it did. It did have a. You called it this town. This town's a tiny town, kid. <laughs> it's a tiny town. It's a town. It's tiny town. It's tiny town, kid. <laughs> this tiny town will eat you alive. Not a Chinatown. I will take you down to tiny town. <laughs> there we go. Got it. Oh. Today's haircut day, by the way. Oh, meaning picture day is this week. Oh, so your um, kids are getting haircuts. No, just one of them. Oh, why? I don't. My oldest son. Uh, he's got that curly hair. Yeah. He r- realized early on that um, grow that fro people, uh, specifically older women, um, are, love that hair. Man, love the hair. And I always thought because I had that same thing. I don't have it. My hair was never as good as his. His what I call soccer hair or like surfer. Yes, hair. yeah. He's got, got the good curls. I had really. I don't know what mine were. They you were had just, mangy. Yeah, mangy, mangy. Just great word. Dog hair. Yes, all mm, of that is correct. Good. Same thing on my chest. So the. Um, <laughs> oh. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, life insurance guy calling me. That's great. But see, I, but because of you told me to turn it down, it won't show up on the air. But I'll just acknowledge it anyway because it made me think of life insurance. Well, you have it, life insurance now. You're getting married. No, I don't have life insurance. Don't forget to get that living will right away before you have kids. See, prenup, dude. I gotta, gotta get my prenup in order, dude. I gotta get my prenup in order. You're not. You, you can't can have, have my baseball cards or hats or any of my hats. And also, uh. That's pretty much it. Go. <laughs> Don't touch my CDs. No one wants your CDs, weirdo. Uh, that's all I took for my first marriage was... Uh, have I ever referenced my first marriage ever on this show? Uh, yeah. Okay, I, so barely. I was, mar- I mean, I was married. <laughs> when Brian was in radio, he was also married. It's true. Uh, the only thing I took uh, was my 32-inch um, uh, television, which was not a flat screen. No, so it, was it was a giant 4, monstrosity. Yeah. Hey, Steve, Al, Clark, Phil, I need you to help me move this TV. <laughs> And uh, my CD collection. Which, at the time, you were like, this is everything I need. Now, imagine what I just said and put it into modern terms. You have CD collection. So mm-hmm. now I'd be like, Jump I'm taking off a my computer. Yeah. And, I, took my, um, I took a thumb drive. I'm not taking that TV because I'll get another one tomorrow for half that price. I so. a, yeah, I took a thumb drive and I'm going to go to Costco tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring in our guest, Sally Brooks. Hello, Sally. Sally Brooks. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. Are you? Comedian Sally Brooks. What do you say? Do we do that? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. This is what we need to find out because probably before we start the show, maybe. No, not no. necessarily. It's just, it's a it's a learning curve. But how would you describe yourself from somebody who lives in Los Angeles? Somebody says, "Hey, what do you do for a living out here?" Which I, I don't. It, 
Um, we'll start with that because when I moved out here, I was always told you're never supposed to ask people that question because it either A, makes you sound desperate or you're, you're like trying to get an angle in, right? Like if you ask that question too early in a conversation, is that still the faux pas of this city? I don't even know anymore because I don't ask anybody what they do for a living anymore. So I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right though. I think people are awkward about asking people what do they do. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> Thank well, for you. For the sake of the show. The, the, yes, the, that really helps the, angle, the show out a lot. The angle we're trying to work is really interviewing helps. you for the show. So <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> I am an actress and a voiceover actor. Oh, actress. Nice. I don't know. I'm not that politically correct about the term I of think, actor. Actress. I think we should, but I think now it's a blank. It's a general actor is now the. I think right. there was a short period of it's time like where comedian, it was offensive comedian. if you did not use the term. Oh, the same thing with that, Just correct? Some people, I guess so. Yes. Yes. But people. have you found that people are still kind of caught up on that? You're saying no, people are not caught up on that whole thing I don't anymore. Really no, I'm not. So I, you kind of see things through your perspective. I, I don't know. I guess there's probably some people who are, but yeah. You know what's interesting to me? Like when you use actor, actress, comedian, comedian, I think it's it's actually kind of funny that they even had to put a have a separate one to a gender because it's like you're doing the same thing. Because the word actor means nothing in uh, it it means what you make it. You know what I mean? So it's like comic. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just comedian. I'm well, now it's Kamika. It's it's Kamika, a comictress. I'm a comictress. I'm a I'm a comictress. That's good. A comediantress. I'm a comediantress. So I don't know. All right. So you so you, you do all this. So when did you? Uh, where are you from originally? By the way, Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ooh. Ohio. WKRP oh. in Cincinnati. Yeah, so often on the show. I love that. I love that show. That He's show big. And now I don't know how you are. Um, do you? Ha- are you one of those people? Like John has a lot of. Like he can remember. All the scenes from movies, everything everybody ever said, television shows that nobody else ever watched. But, he knows all that stuff. But and doesn't all know actors, what he did yesterday. Actors forgot names. to brush his teeth this morning. And so he's got that elephant memory thing where I have the exact opposite. I can't remember anything. I remember things that I watched, but I don't because have... Because you remember your kid's soccer practice and what your wife's no, birthday No, I, I had that and... problem beforehand. Are you... Do you, are you were you a big... Uh, I memorized... Movie quarter person and that kind of stuff? I had to be really interested in it. Okay. And then I would remember certain songs or certain scenes or, you know, watch something over and over again. But no, not like watching it once. Okay. Unless something struck me as really funny or odd, then okay. I might hold on to it for a while. Because- so you're not a blanket person. Like you don't remember like all the movies of the 80s and no. all my TV shows of the 80s. No. And- I don't even oh. know. Like, people ask me questions about stuff all the time. It has to do with what year and I have no idea. No, I'm just- always like... What was I wearing at the time? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> How tall was my hair? <laughs> so, okay, well, this is good, though, because John did sing the WKRP in Cincinnati thing. So, like, with me, it was Laverne and Shirley and Ooh, Happy Days because yeah. it's Milwaukee. Shlemiel Shlemazel. And there was a short period of time where I was like, shut up and just stop at that hole. Yeah, that was what they would do. They'd do the Shamil's, whatever the hell you just said. Lop and Schlops yeah, Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, all right. Is, is it the WKRP in Cincinnati thing? Does it get thrown at you a lot or a lot. no? Okay, really? it does. Yes. Oh, wow. That's kind of annoying. Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was just, but no, see, but now I'm never... that guy. I'm like a hack dude no. that's like doing the thing. Like, but hey. it hasn't happened recently. Uh, <laughs> when people, when people. It probably happened a lot. Uh, 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 you know. When people ask me, when they, when they go, hey, I remember to tell you, like Chris Elliott, I go, you're the first one today like i always say that i'm like you're the first one i mean everybody's got that thing it's just it's not i'm just saying it's like i don't get like so mad that i ever want to talk to you again i'm just saying it's like i've heard that one before kind of thing you know yeah yeah like is that good one so is that the number one thing that people say i think so yes about cincinnati yes are you a sports fan at all tennis tennis i was gonna say not the reds yeah, as a kid, we would go to some of the games, and my grandfather was, um, I think, friendly with Sparky Anderson. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. We, uh, 
we would get really we did go we had great seats, but we didn't go that often. Right, that's cool though. Here's a small tidbit of where I, I, I live. If I s- sit on my porch, I can actually see Sparky Anderson's grave right over here at. Uh, wow. At a cemetery, at I hope. Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, at yeah, the, yeah. It's at at, at uh, my, neighbor's my neighbor's house. house. For some reason, he buried Sparky yeah, Anderson yeah. there. Thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I guess. How do you know you can see his? Well, because I, I went through. I actually did one of those things where you go, and I was so scared. Like I, I my parents were here, and I wanted to take him to Jimmy Stewart's gravesite, which, by the way, is just literally it's not even a headstone. It's one of the ones that like a plaque on the grass. Right. Yeah. But I got. I felt intimidated. Like I had to. You know, that you can, you're just to check in when you go to graveyards, and um, especially the ones here. For obvious reasons. And I felt like I needed a lie. Like, what are you guys doing here today? And I was like, oh, well, you know, it's looking at places for my parents. I'm like, oh my God, this is an what? asshole thing to say right now. But I didn't know what else looking to say. Looking at plates. Is that what you really they said? They were okay with a lie, though. They were okay with the lie. They didn't care because they were getting on. They were kind of excited, too. But it's just weird that I felt I had to lie to go look right. at people, other, like strangers' graves. Like, for, to be honest with you, let's look at this for a second. How much foot traffic is any specific grave getting outside of the famous people? So I think it's, you should be okay with anybody visiting a gravesite. Yeah. Right? I mean, in theory. They, they would be okay with it. But anyway. You have to check in so they have a list of people that are not like, who vandalized such and such and who are the people here today? Let's question them all. But but I also want to be clear. I don't spend that much time there. A lot of people actually exercise by those, at those places. But my, but I happen to notice some of these people, like are, they're way over the top. Like the... the Mausoleums. Is, yeah. Coming out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever done um, the... See, I told going to be all over the place. Have you ever done the... Um, uh, Day of the Dead festivals that they do at the Hollywood Cemetery. No. no, it's a little bit weird because people just walk right over stuff. Oh, it's... I've, I've shot TV, sh- I've shot prank shows in cemeteries, and it is real weird because we're like, "Hey, just put put it right there," and I'm like, "Don't put it right there. Put, <laughs> put it to the side of that. Like you can clearly see the. Like, what are you doing? Don't step on that. Like I don't know. It's just it, and, and and honestly, dead people don't care. No, so, I know. You know what I mean? I it, but but there's just a little bit of a respect thing. Like, if perchance, like, a PA is dropping, you know, uh, whatever, like a big box or something onto a grave, and the grandkids are coming to, like, why are you on ground? You know, I mean, just that or horrible. If the person below reaches up and takes yes. something, that's and the grabs them. Yes. And that's the thing. We've shot stuff like and that. And boy, is it a fear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, zombie apocalypse, guys. Eventually. Let me just say this. Eventually. You can't prove that it's not going to happen. I've. Got a plan, and, that is, and I know you're being sarcastic, but that also is true. I've got a plan, and what if you have a plan just in case? I have a plan set. Okay, what when, is it? When Nicole was like, "We should have an earthquake kit," I was like, "Yeah, my fiance." I was like, "Yeah, we should." We should Wait, have I thought you, she was your earthquake kit. Yeah, yeah, no, my fiance. No, no, I was explaining who Nicole was. So oh, okay, was, okay. Uh, Continue. Uh, and I, and she, I was like, "Yeah, I'll go out and get an earthquake kit," you know. And uh, as I was, I forgot about earthquakes, and I was like, "Okay," I, I felt in the middle of it all, I was buying a zombie apocalypse. Getaway kit, and I was like, okay, so we need this, and then this, and I brought a bunch of other stuff, and I was like, vacation, and then, well, because to me, like, I don't know, I think it would be kind of fun, but like, uh, so this is when I lived off uh, La Brea, and I had like a a backyard and whatever, and I go, okay, and I came back with the stuff, and she's like, oh, you you're back already? I go, yeah. Now here's the deal, and I open my back door, and I like, we could fortify this backyard for a good couple weeks, but we're gonna need to get out of here quicker, and with this backpack and this and this, and she was like. What are you talking about? And I'm like, zombie apocalypse. And she's like, you're supposed to get an earthquake preparedness <laughs> kit. What are you doing? I'm like, I, we can use it for that too if it happens, but this zombies is the plan. don't run. You don't, don't, there's nothing, you don't have to be quick. It's, with not about, it's not about running, it's about how many of them there are. And in a city like LA, there are going to be a lot. 
But again, can't stress enough, um, they're still slow. So I don't know why you needed to have such a, a mobile kit. Well, I need to get going. You know what I mean? Uh, we just, we've already decided no matter what happens. Um, two doors down from us, there's these people that have this massive antenna on the top of their house. And it's a ham radio. And we know that they're, they're prepared for any like, major apocalypse or earthquake that we're just going to their house. Wait, what, what's the ham radio going to do for you? I don't know. I, I mean, communicate oh. with the last known survivors oh, of the sure. world, yeah. I guess. You start there. Any, drive, that... any truckers going by Is that, <laughs> like, that might be able to pick you up? Hey, good looking. What you doing <laughs> later? Sorry, uh, we just reached someone with a Mr. Microphone, and we don't know how to... <laughs> hey, good looking. <laughs> He's five years old, but That's he says right. he can come by. It's exactly. Bring us some juice boxes. Ham so radio. Cincinnati, um, this is a question I have for you in respect to that. Why you don't have an accent, but I have met some people from Cincinnati oh, but I could, I could, t- I would have said she was from Ohio. Why? Because she says she doesn't pronounce the L in hold and cold. Wait, that's true. Did we already? Did we just cover those two words? And, no, but and I already heard her say hold. How, how do you, is that a Cincinnati thing? Yeah, it's Ohio. I don't know if it's straight right. out of Cincinnati, but it's definitely Ohio. Because, uh, yeah, um, you picked up on. I didn't even notice anything. Yeah, the girl I lost my virginity to is from Ohio. Oh, and, uh, okay. She she did the same thing. Oh, interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, the girl that John lost <laughs> here she is. Her. Here she is, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I, I. But some is there is is there a I know because uh, people live closer to Kentucky or something, and so they get a little bit of I don't know why. Right. Well, it's right there. Cincinnati is right near. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, what, what, why do some people have like a drawl, if you will, to, and they live in Cincinnati? There's a couple of friends of mine that, had, that that sound nothing like you, and when they say they're from Cincinnati, I'm like, does everybody talk like that from there? Because it strikes me as just another midwestern I, town, and it's. I haven't. I mean, maybe I'm just immune to it, but I feel like I hear it more uh, north of us, like Cleveland. Tend, I tend to hear more of an accent there. Getting into Michigan, oh really? Ah. Get more of the the know. nasally uh, Midwesterny thing. Or is it Michigan have that, or is that more Wisconsin? Well, well Michigan. You know, if you go way up in Michigan, it's like the UP or up yeah. there. Way up there, yeah. thirty up there, yeah. It's like Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, it's geez. a little bit Fargo. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah exactly. Right. It is a little bit Fargo. But you know, you don't have any accent at all. Now, is that because of the voice training too? If you, I think it might be partially going having gone to acting school, but. I don't think I had a lot of hurdles in terms of getting rid of an accent. I None. don't remember yeah. it being a big issue. And nobody in your family really had it either. Or do you notice when you call, do you call, you have family that still live there? And do you do. talk to them? And do they t- sound different to you or no? Not my immediate family. A couple of my older uh, relatives say words that are a little unusual, like um, they'll call a sink a zinc. Mm. Or they'll put an, occasionally you'll hear an R in there that doesn't really belong. Like warsh. Warsh, warsher. The warsher. Warsher. Yeah. Interesting, but that's like a whole like one or two generations. Okay. Older. So, but in my immediate family, I don't really hear it. But again, it could be me being immune to it as well. Gr- growing up, um, uh, in um, did you go live in Cincinnati all the way through high school? I I didn't. I went to boarding school in Michigan. Okay. So, um, but that's a bit during but and in summer times. But summer times you would go back home and or or did you stay? Most, no, I went to camp. No, I was in Cincinnati for most. Of my okay. growing up, I went to Interlochen just for my senior year of high school. So I'm now that you've said this, I'm more concerned. I'm more I'm not concerned. I'm more interested in. It. So you went away to school, right? Okay. T- t- I don't know. I mean, I know one guy that he got sent to military school. Now he got sent to military school because he his parents didn't want to deal with him, which turned him into a troublemaker. Which means his parents didn't want to deal with him. Yeah. So it's kind of like cause and effect, right? And I then know. repeat the offender. One, the one kid I know who went to boarding school was like you know, had a coke problem, and his dad didn't care, and but, he just it was weird. Yeah. 
boarding. I don't. I'm. I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm so ignorant when, it, other than movies, it, what was it? What is boarding school to well, you? To you, Dead Poet Society. <laughs> Standing <laughs> on our desk, sitting just, at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, we. I went to a boarding school for the arts. So, okay. Interlochen Arts Academy. You By can, choice? Absolutely. So, and your parents were like, yeah, okay. This no. is what years? No. Like you are, this is all of your teen years? No, like so. this is just my senior year. Just your senior year. I had year. wanted to go earlier and I had to kind of work on my parents in order okay. to get them to finally agree to it. How early? Like junior year, just like a year before? Or were you talking like freshman year? Like, I want out of here. I want to go school think, the arts. I think I learned about it in my, I was somewhere around my sophomore, junior year. Meaning other kids were talking about it. Well, they they also have a summer camp. So oh, okay. People are it's kind of famous for that. There was actually a movie made about it, which I saw. I don't remember the name of it. It's um it's is very inaccurate portrayal. But Interlochen <laughs> is in it. It's, uh, but I uh, I wanted to. I knew I wanted to go into acting, and I wanted to get into it as soon as possible. Okay. Wow. So so you were obviously acting before this, though, like doing like school plays and all that kind of stuff. A little bit, yes. And a little bit in of summer community type theater. of theater. Okay. And then I'd go to summer camp, and usually there was a play there. And then once I found Interlochen, I went there for a summer, and my parents, like I said, did not really want me to go to the school, but I applied without telling them oh, while good. I was there. So you're a go-getter. Hey. <laughs> well, I know what I want. <laughs> and uh, I think this has happened twice to me in my life when my parents were on the fence about something. I will get so nervous or anxiety-ridden about whether or not I'm going to get in or not. And then by then, by the time I came home, I, they believed they knew I had applied. <laughs> that when I actually got in, I was so excited that they got so excited and they kind of forgot that they didn't That's want me hilarious. to go. Yeah, they were like, oops. Now, right. now there she you, goes. You're like already packed in the car, squealing tires. <laughs> like, like uh. So you had done a summer program and applied during the summer program. Correct. Okay. Like there was an admissions office and I went in and I got information from them and they were like, well, here's a, you know, we'll just give you this to look over. And of course I filled it out. <laughs> And, Looked um, it over. Here you go. Thank yeah, you very you much. Yeah, references available upon Here's request. my mom and dad's checks. Don't check this uh, the uh, autograph thing. <laughs> right. Signature. Right. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how I got around that. Maybe, but I don't. I don't know when I told them. But how far away was it from home? Hours. Well, a plane ride. Oh, so I mean, it was in, that far. You okay. Fly in from to Traverse City, mm-hmm. and then I believe from Traverse City, the there was a they would have a um, someone. I believe if it was the beginning of the school, I think there might have been buses there for all of us that would. But I, I, it's so, I can't remember for sure how that worked. And then other times, they would have um, someone from transportation at the school drive you back and forth to the airport. It wasn't too terribly far. I don't even think it was an hour, but I'm not sure. So for you, it's interesting that you would say there was this well-known place in Michigan. No one would ever peg like, oh, Michigan, yeah, that's where you go to if you really want to be into acting and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's you would have thought it would have been the other way, you know? Right. And moving, there are other schools. East, you know? right. Yeah, no, this place is amazing, and it's really flourished in the last few years. Like they, their equipment now is state of the art, and they have new buildings, and the kids are able to now, of course, you know, make films, and they incorporate more with the internet. And I mean, it's really taken off. But also, I mean, to me, also, it becomes a cheaper not, and I don't, I don't mean like it's cheap now, but I mean they don't have to deal with film. They don't have to deal with. You know what I mean? True. They're making. They can make movies on phones, and they can make movies on like small cameras, right. and and it just becomes. And they can edit on their laptop, and like things are just like really progressing, and really it's like leaps and bounds, and just moving at such a rate that like now, if you learn the proper way, you can be making right. movies and making right. Like our eight year old makes uh, movies on her iPad right. almost yeah. every day. Yeah. But the other thing about Interlochen is it was really known for, and probably still is. Their main focus is music. So the music community really 
knows, I think, is more familiar with interlock. And, you know, you'll find cellists and violinists all over the world. Did you play instruments or did you want to sing and, and act? Sing and act. And I took, in the summertime, I would do everything else that I wasn't doing during the year. So I would take a ballet class. I would take a music theory class. I took flute lessons. Wow, you're so, so entertaining. You want to be entertained. Well, and you, just, you, you want to entertain. <laughs> it was just something to do that was interesting, that I wasn't committed to 100%, but thought I could dabble in it in the summer, decide whether or not I wanted to pursue it any oh, further. Okay. Yeah, because as I say, dabbling with with instruments, it, being music, I have no. I tried. I don't. It's not in me. What did you I try tried. though? What did you try? Uh, trumpet, what? saxophone. Wait a minute. Okay, so wait, wait, I'm, why are you I'm, laughing at me? I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at you. What what grades were you trying these? Well, I think usually grade schools where they they, they add, the first they time they try to yeah, get they you, give you. They give you the instruments. There you yeah. go. They give you the spiel, and you go. You look around. What are your right. friends going to try? They pushed the violin, but back when I was growing up, there was like, no, I ain't doing the violin. No. What are you some sort of Unless queer? you're going to call it a fiddle. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was yeah. like in, in my in, no, in my era, you would have been like, what are you, some sort of gay kid or something like that, like, which is and so you stupid. Been. Yeah. But it, I, honestly, that would be that's the one regret I had. I think I probably would have, I, I, I should have taken a shine to the violin. I would have enjoyed the violin. But anyway, so trumpet, uh, and the other reason why I should have is because um, imagine um, somebody between the ages uh, of, of fifth grade and seventh grade playing trumpets and saxophones in your house and not very well. So only imagine my parents probably would have wished I would have But they would have supported the, um, you no matter what instrument you played. They did. I mean, my, my dad um, is musically inclined and my, my brothers are, are – I just wasn't. And then eventually, I, you know, like everybody, I tried to be in a band and there is tape playing, somewhere that will never be seen. Playing trumpets? No. Oh, what were you playing? I, did, I played bass and then I got oh, kicked yeah, out of the bass and then I was like, well, I'm a lead singer then, which I, I had no Scale, what's I think all of a sudden just decided I'm a lead singer. That's then, not how it happens, baby. Well, it Come was on. the 80s, and let's be yes, honest. Dude. I mean, when you watch most of the singers in the 80s, you're like, well, yeah, I could totally do that, which is yeah. such a douchebag move because of, that's what people say to, to actors and comedians now. I could do that, yeah, which is totally not true, but yeah, no. So, I had a very long and uh, unsuccessful career. And uh, are there any recordings of you playing the uh, yes. saxophone or the uh, no, no saxophone, no trumpet, bass, guitar, and singing? And those tapes will never be released. We're gonna need to hear those, <laughs> exhibit A. <laughs> So anyway, so for you, 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 you shifted away. So it's interesting that you're saying that you wanted to go there for acting. So was it more theater driven? Like you're talking about like now with all the technology changing. So you're saying that they've kind of adapted more towards, because I'm assuming back then it was not about film and television. Was it more a, a based on theater? You could major in theater. You could major in dance, okay. fine art, any instrument and creative writing. Ooh. Or you could be an academic major, which meant you didn't have one focus, but you could take classes in other like other um, arts okay. as a, almost like what you would consider today in college as a minor but okay. which was in high school and there have been a fair amount of celebrities who've gone on you know that went to Interlochen interesting that, and people came from everywhere or is it mostly midwestern midwestern centric you know they did have some international students they did. but the majority of them i think were americans but they definitely have a presence in other countries and um Felicity Huffman went there and uh, Linda Hunt. When you say there, you're talking about the specific she place that school. you went to. Yeah, she yeah. went to Interlochen Arts Academy. It's amazing. And, it, and it's not in a major city. It's not. And so it's... Traver, yeah, Traverse, Michigan, you said? It's, Traverse City is the city Traverse most people city. know. It's, I think the actual city is Interlochen, Michigan. Okay. So when you think about it, that's pretty amazing that you can just set up shop outside of the system, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, and then eventually become... So they must have done a really good job of recruiting the people that were actually teaching there then. I think... I mean, I don't really know about that, but I know that, like I said... I mean, did you have a good experience? I had a great experience. I loved it. I think that they um, did something called Capital Campaign, um, and they raised 
I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm not 100% sure what they did, but they managed to raise a lot of money and that really propelled them into that like next phase mm-hmm. of like, you know, they had to tear down some buildings that just really weren't code anymore and were kind of falling down, but then they built other state-of-the-art buildings and like facilities for the kids to branch out, like we said, into other mediums, yeah. which is keeping up with the times. So let me take one quick step back and then we'll move forward, which is, so in your early, early years, were you fascinated with anything specific, whether it was theater, film, or television that inspired you to ultimately want to start dabbling in that stuff? Do you remember what the stuff was that you were really attracted to that got you the bug in the first place? I remember going to my very first musical. My mom took me to a play. Okay. And I didn't really want to go. I wanted to go to the sleepover the night before at my friend Julie's house. And my mom said, you can go, but you can't sleep over. And then I did the calling her like, oh, please can I? She's like, no. And my mom is so not strict. Like it was. She's like, you're going to this musical. Right. So I was like, okay. And we sat really close up and I loved it. I loved Isn't it. Isn't that funny how like you were literally fighting for to well, be you don't to not know. go? You're a kid. No, but it, but again, yeah. in hindsight, she remembers, right? You yeah. remember specifically I being. Remember, it wasn't so much they didn't want to go to the play. Just, I wanted, wanted to, to stay hang with, with, my with your friends. friends. Yeah, of course. And then we, she took me to New York, like almost every year from the time okay. I was like a kid, like seven, nine, you know, every year, and would take me to Broadway plays. Really. And just I, you and your mom would just do trips? Sometimes, no. I think it was all of us. But oh, okay. then as I got into my teenage years, it would be usually my mom and my sister and I or just my mom and I. And even now, my mom, I'll meet my mom in New York. And we will really forego eating and shopping to make sure we see whatever we want to see on Broadway. So your mom was big into musicals and, that, and Broadway and all that kind of stuff. So there's definitely some influence, I'm assuming, there. Yes, although she's not really what, you know, even she would say she's not a super creative person. She liked drawing at one point in her life, but she, you know, they, I've done musicals and she has, she's like, I have no idea how you have a voice. <laughs> we have no idea where that came from. Your mom although, and dad not in that they're just, they're just no, everyday dad, nine no. to fivers? My dad's a doctor and okay. my mother, um, when we went back to, well, when we were in high school, she opened like a sample store where she sold clothing. And then after that kind of, dissolved she went and worked at a department store for okay. a while you know to kind of keep herself busy and mm-hmm. use her mind and now they're they're both retired okay and so you so so that's kind of where you kind of got the bug for it and it kind of stuck with you and you had that experience then when it was your chance you go and do the stuff so when you yeah. got there you said you were dabbling with all different stuff but then you kind of focused on the acting and the singing part of it or is that right. is that what you do well, the first time I, 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 if I remember correctly, the first time I went, I sort of signed up a little too late to get into the good programs. You're like, all that's left is square dancing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, and clogging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I River was like, dance. I didn't. I just wanted to go. I wanted to see it. I wanted to experience it. So I sort of took what I could get, okay. and I kind of loved it. I mean, I missed out on doing like the big musical because I wasn't in that department the first summer, and then I always knew that I was interested in acting. Okay. And then I went for the year and got into the acting program. They don't really have a musical theater program during the oh, year. Okay. I think just a acting. With, and they incorporate some music into it. And then the next summer, I liked it so much. I, I, I don't really remember why I didn't go into the program again. I think I, um, I, I was already graduated. So I did their next year, which is like you're kind of... Um, there's a, they have a name for it, but it's right after you graduate. So you, you get to live in the dorm still, so you don't have to live in the cabins. So you're not in the high school division. 
So I did the same thing. I just kinda, took various classes. Almost like a little interim between high school yeah. and college that would be like, this is kind of what it's going to be like living right. on your own. You yeah. get a little more freedom. And some people went an extra year to Interlock, and if they weren't ready to go to college, I think they called it like a post-grad year or something. Hmm. Yeah. And I understand why. I mean, it's an amazing place to be, and you're with like-minded people mm-hmm. who are serious about going after something. And if you're growing every year as an artist or as somebody who's trying to be a growing artist, then I think if you can one more year of like kind of trying to figure out who you are as a person as you're able to figure out how you're supposed to act and what other things you cuz i that's got to be kind of hard to to try to be like to be an actor as a, a a younger per like high school i mean i did some plays but i was never like taking a class on how to be an actor and i wasn't like incorporating things that made you know i was yelling things that were funny on paper so people laughed you know what i mean <laughs> but like to to really try to to be an actor and then disappear as who you are but without even really knowing who you are like as a kid you really don't you're still figuring all that out so i just think it'd be uh, an, an extra year would probably be very beneficial for a lot of people i agree I and there's a lot of trees in michigan oh michigan's beautiful <laughs> and cherries yeah and cherries. i love michigan it's great and we would take trips to mackinac island yeah and we had a weird schedule i believe we had sundays and mondays off so mm-hmm. that they would take you into town you had a choice you could take the bus into like the mall or the bus to the skiing Oh yeah. So uh, they Powder, gave us- uh, Indian Head or what was up the Powderhorn? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so icy. I went to the mall. <laughs> no, I hate skiing now because we skied on ice. Yeah. Basically, oh. just wait to it, fall. It wasn't powder and scrape yourself because yeah. it was exactly. like pavement. You're Although like, oh. I did get cross country skis. Oh, that's because nice. Interlochen was did so you like big. Cross country skiing. It's really hard, but we had so much land. Yeah. And the the camp used it, but the school didn't. So we would go out cross-country skiing at night it was so beautiful yeah i won't disagree with that but i remember when my dad was like we're cross-country skiing and the first time i was like okay skiing like that's what i saw skiing like the cool part and then i put him on and i think like five minutes i'm like this is exercise and i'm being tricked into exercising and this is a lot of work yeah and i don't feel like this is there where's the fun in this i want out and my brother like embraced it and so did my dad and they would do it all the time like see you later guys i'm done (laughs) with the whole if i I live somewhere where there was snow a lot i would i would cross-country ski it's a good it's a good exercise it is but it i'll be but to be clear it is exercise it's not like the fun stuff it's not riding up on a chairlift and then (laughs) we would go into the forest or you know just like get away for a while and they were kids they rolled dubs so at that point so you did you did it a year you did stay the year after high school you did not okay so so I I stayed the summer after summer after and then what'd you do and was your end game to get to New York was that the thing as far as theater goes so you did not go back home at that point or did you go back home I did not I had spent a summer in San Francisco at ACT the American Conservatory Theater this is after this, this is this is after high school. high school. Oh no, you did. Uh, during, this was still during. high school too. This okay, before I got to. Um, okay, I think. Now, did yeah. your parents know about that one too, or that was did another you? One. They did were you apply to that? Yeah. Did well, you trick them so into that young. one too? Yeah, I was so young that I, you know, I was going to a city that I'd never been to, and I didn't know anyone there. But I did the same. This is the this is where I perfected it. The first time I did it was I applied, and I just you know talked them into letting me do that. And then when I got in, I was so excited. They forget again. They were like, "Oh my god, you're going!" But it was- wait a minute, we hated this idea. Now, did they both times you went to these places? Was it the whole classic? Like the parents took you there no. and they dropped you. No, you, just you went by no. yourself. They so they never even physically saw the places you were going to. Correct. Wow, wow. that's you know I, I mean that's some faith from look, your parents. As a parent, I got to be honest with neglect. you. I'm like <laughs> hardcore helicopter, so I probably would never. I mean, even if I let it happen, either either my wife Natalie or I would go. I had to call my mom from. Um, you know, a phone, pay phones, and be like, okay, um, I found an apartment. 
um, it's a living facility. This is what they... <laughs> a and I, facility. What does you know, that mean? Like um, a place where they would include breakfast. Uh, okay. Like a... Like a breakfast, breakfast. <laughs> a little breakfast every think, day. Think halfway house yeah. without the addiction. Curfew is 10.30. <laughs> we don't have meetings. That's the difference. <laughs> and then I would... You know, back then, you could lie about your age relatively easy. You know, but nobody... It wasn't like There's today no with... Not after, no you can't exactly. check. Yeah, yeah. So I did, and I just lied up, <laughs> and I found... Wait, how, how old did you... Were you supposed to be 18? Yes. Okay. And so I found a place that was walking distance to ACT, and they... A lot of kids that were going to the program I was going to were also living there. So I wound up finding a roommate for a while. And then I think I, I had a couple different roommates because I was there for about 10 weeks. So you're good at meeting strangers. I am. That's a good... i talk to anybody. That's a great survival skill, though, that's, especially yeah. at that age. Well, that's what I was thinking when you were asking about, like, is it okay to ask people what they do? I find that in life, a lot of times at like a dinner party or a party, I'll be in a conversation with somebody and I want to know what they do. And it has nothing to do with industry so or much. Or agenda. As, right. I just am curious about what people do, how they spend their time. It tells me a little bit more about who they are. If they're, if they're a special ed teacher versus, you know, uh, um, a transportation driver on a movie set. Like, it just sort of informs a little bit more. So, I don't, I don't come from that place with it, but I completely understand how some people do and how it can. Yeah, and, and, and if anything, it's, it's the, the question is only to spark more conversation. Yes. Yes. I mean, if, if I'm at, but if, there's ways to get at it, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, oh, are you in the entertainment industry as well? If the right. person hosting the party and then, oh, actually I do, da, 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 and you're like, okay, and you hope that people expand on their right. own thing. Or you find something in common. They common. say yeah. they do something that you're like, oh, I did that once and yeah. whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So, so you went to San Francisco before you went to, uh, is Interlock, is that what you call it? Yes. Before, no, before in Michigan. the middle of, during, of, during no, summer. No, it, was all, oh. it was before, and then, and then the second phase was Michigan. And then Michigan is done, and you headed east at that point? Yes. You did? No, no, sorry. I went to Indiana University. Oh, you did? Okay, so, okay, so that's where you went to school for, right. for, for a full... I did it in three years. Oh, you, did, you, you, you graduated in three years. I did. Whoa, See, I, I made the go-getter joke earlier, but that's go-getter right there. That's well, I had the taken Doogie some Hauser AP classes. Doogie Hauser. <laughs> I also was uh, prescribing drugs on the side. Yeah. So, yes, very I also enough. sold pills. So yeah, kind of like doing how I had a weird you Italian it friend who pills. would come up to my window. He would sell me the pills. I would then turn around with a markup of 400%. Oh, that's funny. So okay, so what, what was your choice for going to Indiana State? Because obviously, I mean, is there a really Indiana good University. theater? Sorry, okay. No, University of Indiana, you know, right. Honestly, well, Hoosier, I, you're a Hoosier. Uh, yes. Um, Not well, right? I think you have to be a resident to be a Hoosier. So you, you just by virtue of graduating from that college, you're not classified I as one. I think I'm a so Buckeye because I'm Ohio. Oh, Ohio. No, that's because that's where you lived. Right. No, but I'm talking about. But you went to school. It's it, that's that's their their team name is the Hoosiers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you were okay. Big, so my point is, you went to the sports program. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We, the sports. Program. I forgot we covered that part about the sports thing earlier. Um, so, but you did you choose it specifically? Did they have a good theater program? Like, what was the reason why you ended yeah, up there? I was told that they had a good theater program, and quite honestly, being at Interlochen, I didn't really focus on college. I knew that my parents really wanted me to go, oh. and that if I did, it would sort of I could write my own ticket after that. Oh, okay, okay. So I did, and I didn't really apply to very many schools. Um, sometimes I wonder, you know, I don't live in a lot of regret, but I sometimes wonder what if I had gone to more of an art school or BFA program, but I didn't. I went to IU and I got out in three years. So it's a Big Ten school. So I'm, I'm, I can't. Did you do theater and stuff like that there? I did. It could, I mean, I'm what, sure it was what fine. Was your degree? Did you get? A, did you? I got a BA. Okay. 
and I'm sure it was fine, right? I mean, Big Ten schools—they've right. got—they're decently funded. They have—they have decent programs there, so it's not like you got like a horrible opportunity right. when it came to that stuff, right? But so you're when when now okay, the, and that's the last stop for you. You're thinking, okay, when I'm done with this, I am heading to New York City. Was that the was that always the plan? I'm going to New York City, and I'm doing what? Well, I went to the bursar's office almost once a week to make sure I really was on track. <laughs> I would come in. I'm not kidding. Like, and they were like, "Yes, yes, yes. You're fine." When you're you fine. say on track to you graduate, to all, to make the, sure all I the had, credits and you know, everything all, you needed in line. Because so your agenda was always to get out in three. My agenda was to get out as soon as possible. Uh, okay, whatever that was. Okay, Half a semester, it. I just did. <laughs> yeah. I worked nonstop. And it was just a few weeks before graduating. I got a call that said, um, "We've been going over your record. You are one." Uh, oh, credit no. short. Oh, How no. is that possible? When I you don't went, know. Just selling pills with Vinny Del Pino, man. That's what <laughs> happens to the Duke. So you sold them pills. And so you I got... sold them some pills. So I, um, I, I talked to the bursar and she, I went in and met with her and she said, or maybe it was the dean actually, and she said, you know, you're not the only one in this position. There's a few of you that this has happened to. So I'm going to look at, uh, over everybody's you know, files and I'm going to make a blanket decision for all of you. So uh. either you're all going to graduate or you're all not going to graduate, and I just need some time. And I was like, okay. So I told my parents what was going on, and my mom said, do you want me to call? And I said, absolutely no. not. Because you thought that would trigger the wrong... Yeah, and I didn't want my mom fighting my battle. You know, yeah, I was like, I, I got this. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. You know, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So a couple of days go by, and I get a call from an assistant that says, I just want you to know that I'm calling from the dean's office, and she has decided that you all will graduate. Oh. And I said, great. I hung up. About 10 minutes later, I got a call from the dean herself, and she said, I just want you to know that I do not base my decisions on people's parents calling me. Oh, <laughs> my so, God. She called anyway. But I think, oh. I, I think what happened, I think I got, I, like, it was like the bullet just missed. I think she made her decision. And then she your mom called. Assist- <laughs> yes. That's, that must have been. I think my mother could have actually turned it the other way for all of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's... Lo- but you see, moms, you know, it's like you tell them not to do something and then it's <laughs> like, I'm going to do that anyway, so... Because I'm Again, mom. It's yeah. It's slightly out of character for her, though. It's not her really... Her, her MO. She, ten- she de- generally... As you saw, she lets me be independent. Yeah. She lets right. me... But I don't know. That got under... I don't know. She thought well, she... Well, maybe she... But maybe it... It was beyond anything. She she was angry at that. Maybe she was like, "Are you kidding me? You've done all this work. You've worked maybe. so hard, yeah. and now you've gone in and checked every week to make sure you're on track." And they tell you that, "Oops, a daisy. You're missing." Like, no. Right. In a completely unrelated story, and how moms can stand up for their kids. When I was in high school, I had pew spray that I was spraying in class, and I got in trouble, and they were going to suspend me. And my mom's like, "Oh, they're not suspending you. We're going to class. This is ridiculous." I'm like, "I agree, mom. This is totally ridiculous." And so we get in the principal's office and she's like I cannot believe with all the problems going on in this world and the school and violence and other things you can be dealing with you're seriously gonna kick my kid out of school for bringing pew spray uh, to school and I was like yeah and she's like shut up you're still in trouble I just want to <laughs> deal with this part of it so I had to get she got I stayed in school but I still got in trouble my point yeah, is yeah, I just yeah. want to admit that at first I thought you said pube spray uh, and I couldn't figure out I was, what at that first, was at first I was like off, what are you doing spraying off, pubes on that would people be you should be suspended and disgusting you that, should be that suspended for that that would yeah that's just, just blowing pubes, pubes in someone's face like what is that oh that's my pube spray I got that at Spencer's Gifts it's salty and Course. Oh, God, All right, so <laughs> course. I don't know. I don't know what it tastes like, but come on. 
<coughs> so then, yes, I packed up my car, drove home, and uh, was on a plane to New York pretty much the next day. From Cincinnati, with, you were just like... With the plan in place, though? Or again, sounds like part of your MO is that you have no idea going in how this is all going to play out. Like, you're not a pre-planner. Does that I mean, you, you have That's a plan... Right. You're, I'm sorry, you pre-plan in your head, but there's no physical plan waiting right. for you when you arrive. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. I'm the girl still to this day. You can call and say, let's go to Vegas tomorrow, but do not ask me to go to Italy next summer. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that. So yeah, I got there and I lived in this uh, another residency hotel that was disgusting. Mm. So you were familiar with New residency York hotels. City. So that was kind of your thing. I'll just go find one of these places. I guess so. I don't remember how I found it. My friend was living in one that was like through the Y and it was all women. It was very like even having a visitor past nine where, where it wasn't allowed. This place really probably was a halfway house. It was dis- it was so <laughs> frightening. Ugh. It was so gross and it, it was so hot. And I remember no it was right on like, I'm sure it's not there anymore. It was right on like, I want to say 57th and like 6th or something or 5th. It was, I mean, it's a good area, but it was, it was probably, no, it was probably further. I bet it was further west on like 6th or 7th. I would hang my head out the window just trying to get a tiny breeze, <laughs> but I had to share a bathroom. With a lot of people? No, or, oh, like oh. one of, and she was, she wasn't too bad. She was very quiet, but like I'd go in the hall and the hall would be, kind of wet like you weren't quite sure of the rug what was on it and there'd be people like smoking and eyeing you up and down so I had to pay a a week in advance with like a two-week commitment or something weird and my friend who was living in New York and I had dinner and she came over and was like you can't live here anymore broke down crying (laughs) and said pack your stuff and she and I took all my stuff and I stayed with her and as I was leaving they were like screaming at me that they thought I was walking out on my bill, you but know? you had already paid. I think I, oh. I think I w- had a credit card on file or whatever. You know, I was like, I'm not. Yeah, take your other week, but I'm not going to be here. So yeah. And then I just started looking for rental. It's funny that they monitor your coming and going. They saw the bags. They're like, oh, no, no, lady. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure people have snuck out of there before and just not paid anything. And here's a bad credit card and ha-ha, screw you, yeah. goodbye. I suppose, yeah. It was so, it was so gross. So I mean, you went to stay at the Y or you stayed at a friend's? Stayed uh, I stayed with her apartment. for a few nights okay. and then I found a place. You found a place. So you had some money saved up? I mean, were you kind of like, did you, were you an odd jobs person? No, my parents were totally against me working. Okay. In college, they were like, "No, just concentrate on grades." I was like, "Why? They're not that good." Yeah, I can concentrate <laughs> on getting C pluses. How's that sound? Concentrate that, on all this booze. I mean, I did fine. I didn't C and concentrate. It's it's all the same. So we're yeah. good here. I did really, really well in biology, which was so exciting for my dad. And I was like, "Yeah, that's not going <laughs> to help not me." Happy. I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, uh, my parents kind of made an agreement with me. They said, "You know, you graduate a year early, so the money we would have paid on college will." Let you have, you know, we'll filter oh, wow. some to you nice. to help you get on your feet. And then I started working. I got a waitressing job and then another waitressing job. And then I got some commercials. Right? My, like my first job was, I think, was commercial. And then I got um, my equity, my first equity job in a play. And then, you know, slowly just started doing a little more Actors' work. equity is the... Um Broadway Union? How would you? Yeah, yeah. theatrical the, Theatrical Union. union yeah. So let me ask you a couple questions. So you, how long were you? So obviously, in order to get commercial work, though, you had to get representation. So right. did you? Did you? Do, so first, you get yourself settled. You find a place to live. Right. You start doing waitressing and stuff like that. And that. And now you're like, okay, I got to figure out how to navigate this right. world, right? So how did you? Do, is it more of like a you ask a friend who did somebody and somebody knows somebody, and the next thing you know, you get an agent or they tell you to get a headshot or I, you know, there uh, there is no one way for me. My all of my friends, had, a lot of my friends had gone to Chicago and they all got heavily involved in what used to be called the Est training, and then it became the Forum, and now I think it's called something else. Life, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. 
This is this a acting it, style or is this was, a? No, it was a workshop, and like okay. a lot of people, um, Warner Earhart started it, and he got a lot of bad press. They thought it was a cult, and he got Ooh. in a lot of trouble. But um, all, a lot of my friends were doing it at that time. It was called the Forum, and it was like two. Oh, weekends. wait, I have heard of that. Okay, I'm sorry. Now that you explain all that stuff, yes. But anyway, but just from a distance. But anyway. Continue. Okay, so uh, they kept trying to talk me to doing it, and I resisted. I resisted, and then finally, I, I did it. I did this weekend, and. My parents found out about it, and they were they re- really thought it was a cult. So my dad had a psychiatrist friend who he called, and the guy said, you know what? It's actually not a bad program. Like, I've had uh, patients do it, and then they have a Tuesday night where you can go learn about it. My mom made my dad go to that, and he went, and he's like, I, I don't think it's horrible. You know, you, you don't know. And obviously, not everything's transparent, but... Yeah, right. it could be shaving your head and making me eat dog food. Right. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I don't want you selling cookies in the airport. So... <laughs> It's not the Girl Scouts, Mom. We'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, I finally did it, and it really was life-changing. Okay. It was amazing. I mean, it, there's a lot of pressure on you, and which is where they get a bad rap, to enroll other people. So you're going through your book, looking for your friends to try to talk them but into what is, doing what it. What is the end game of this thing, though? It's really, really hard to describe all of it, and that's why it takes two weekends. Right. But, um, and now I think it's down to... Is it more like life growth kind of thing? Yeah, it's okay. really about taking responsibility for yourself, looking okay. at your own patterns, your own conversation. What, where are you blocking yourself? What, okay. you know, what is your belief versus what is the world really giving back to you? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, yeah. So that's a big part of it. And just keeping your word is a big part of it. Like that they, Their whole thing is that that's really the only thing you have and that's the definition of power. So keep your word or clean it up when you don't. Mm-hmm. That's one of their big principles. So I did it, and you know, to their credit, my parents saw this change in me. They have now both done it, as well as my sister. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyway, I started meeting people there, and I met this woman named Karen Kaiser, and she was a casting director, and a lot of people were afraid of her. She was very tough, and we're still friends. I still, she, she and I are Facebook friends, and she kind of took me under her wing, and she helped me get an agent, and because she was casting commercials, she would bring me in okay. for stuff. That's great. And this so, is within the first year of being there? Uh, yeah, I'd say- Ish? The, yes. First year to maybe year and a half. Okay. So I got my SAG card. I got my equity card. I started working more, and then, um, and then eventually I moved to LA. Kind of, that's a whole nother chapter, but- but so how long did you stay in New York? I was in New York for about three years, I think. Okay. So it's interesting, though, because it, um, initially my thought was that your your goal would have been to stay there, get on Broadway, and have a career in Broadway. So what was the shift that brought you to Los Angeles? Why Los Angeles all of a sudden? After being so East Coast-centric, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I went through a bad breakup, and okay. I just kind of needed a break from the city. And at the time, I was um, I went to San Diego for a little while, and then a friend of mine was becoming more and more successful. Annette Benning had been my acting teacher at ACT, and she was living here in L.A. So I was in communication with her, and she offered me a job and said, you know, you could come up here, and you could work as my assistant, and... At first, I thought that might not be a great idea because, it, you know... Friends fr- working for friends exactly. is bad, yeah. <laughs> but I came up and I um, met Warren and um, I stayed with them for the weekend and I thought, well, maybe maybe I should do this. I mean, I'm already on this coast and I wasn't... I lo- still love New York, but I wasn't quite ready to go back and so I did. I moved here and I... Um, I lived with them and worked for them for like a year and then sort of springboarded from there. Okay. You know what's interesting? <clears throat> we find out more often than not, especially when we're asking people about their travels, and myself included, there's always 
a breakup involved. It's a very interesting dynamic of the human condition where a, a lot of it is like, I'm done with all of this. And there's this physical removal, like complete and utter physical removal. But it kind of goes back to you're all talking about this is a small town kind of thing, right? Uh, once you have a breakup, it seems like every city that you're in is, becomes the smallest city in the face of the earth. And it can, everything can be that, like, yeah. it weighs Just on you, and that, that mental state. You know, and a lot of, you know, I, I come from the Midwest, so I was probably mocked mercilessly for, you know, being the weepy, sad person whenever you go through breakups. But it's like, but part of that's like, fine, then I'm out of here. I'll go somewhere else where nobody knows me and I could just start over, you know, and start fresh. There. But it's, it's interesting to me because the same thing with me. It's like, if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't end up the way I was. You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't. So it's all part of the journey. These these weird breakups, how it shoves you in a direction that changes is is life changing is pretty interesting to me. Yeah. There's a lot of famous stories about people who were out here trying to be producers or writers and they give up and they go back to like, for example, one story I know this guy went, it was, I hope I'm telling the story right. If he's listening, it was Neil Bayer and he went to med school. He's like, I can't, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go to med school. I've always been interested in medicine. He's finishing up med school and he gets a call from John Wells saying, I'm doing a show called ER and I need a medical advisor. (laughs) And I think maybe they had gone to Carnegie Mellon together. I know John Wells went there. And anyway, so now Neil's back in Hollywood working on a hit show. And now he's just executive producing. I think he was on the Law and Orders for a while and he's creating his own shows. Crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about that phone call turns into a hit television show, which drags him right back into it again. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, if he hadn't gone to medical school... Yeah. It's... <laughs> if he hadn't quit, he never would have gotten what he wanted in the first place. That, but that we hear that more and more. Like, Brady Matthews was in it, packing up his car, driving to Texas, and they were like, SNL call. They want you to come in and audition. He's like, what? Like, I'm out of here. And like, nope, you got to go out there. But I also respect and understand that. that it, it's This is a weird, I always, you know, because like my, as an example, my wife works a normal job, has a normal life. She was, She's a lawyer and she's, but not a lawyer in the industry. She's just has a regular life. And it's different for us. We are high, we are independent contractors and you can work very hard and be really good at you at what you do and still not succeed and not and not see forward momentum you know and growth and so you kind of understand that that personal frustration that people are like I can't do this anymore I got to go back to wherever I came from and find some sort of normalcy you know yeah. and a lot of people they don't want to try to find normalcy here because they feel like that they st- will still see their failures floating around them I, I mean, which I is would, why they leave and go yeah, somewhere else I would, if, I, if I was done with <clears throat> comedy or acting for, for good and I was like going to quit quit I would have to move I would go get a job somewhere else you know what I mean somewhere that was like not here. I mean, I couldn't walk around every day and see the same people and be like, what are you doing? Oh, no. I, I'm in corporate over at Ralph's now. I got to, you know, and then it's. So for you, because obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's a unique situation. I don't know where Annette Benning was in her career at this time that you were staying with her, but obviously, you know, she's, she's with Warren Beatty, obviously, everybody, you know, knows who the two of them are. Was it, for you, did it did it ever get to a point where you're like, I need to be more driven to move on? Did, was it uncomfortable to have friends staying with friends? And like, did you use I'm that sorry. as an incentive to kind of build up? Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I missed that it was Annette Benning and Warren Beatty. <laughs> like, I missed that. Like, oh, that was I, I totally. She missed said that. her. Uh, wait, she said it fast. Yeah, she, uh, but a, she a said friend a friend Annette Benning I ACT, heard, which I, I don't know what ACT was, but I'm assuming that's it. ACT was the uh, program I went to in San Francisco. Yeah. For 10 oh, weeks. oh wait. Okay. See, she brought it back. I yeah. forgot the ACT was high school. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That summer program that I went to. Yeah. Summer program yeah. in high school. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I'm actually proud of myself that I listened. I just want, <laughs> I just want, I just want to take a moment. I want to take a moment that I actually followed everything. And and she actually, 
the dots actually zigzagged. But again, you know, and again, if, let's say it wasn't even them. That was that thing even when I moved out here. It's like when you're crashing with somebody and if you're any, if you, if you're driven in any way, shape or form, you're always like, you're driven back. Like, okay. I can't live with these people forever. Like, I don't want to be known. I gotta get as my that. own place. I gotta well, you don't want to be known thing. as that person. And especially like right. you're already saying, like, you didn't want your parents to have to. Right. Yeah. I got you. my own place and I moved out and then, well, I moved for a while. I had a place, uh, but I would often they, I had a room in their house. So I would sleep there a lot anyway. Like if I was there for a lot of hours or, um, it was the weekends or, you know, a lot was going on, but, um, I think, was your question? Well, just using that as an incentive of like, you didn't want to stay too long. Um, You know, these are people that everybody knows. Like, oh, you're just going to be, you know, the friend, the couch scratcher. You're never going to amount to much. Like, do you go through that whole thing? situation because I was a friend and an employee. Plus, downtime was kind of easy to have there because I could shut the door. It wasn't like an office where you're constantly in their way. Right, right. Or, you know, in their, you know, space. I could... Go to your space yes. and right. not have to right. be, yeah, not have to see them or look at them more. You know, I guess the fear is always you don't want to wreck the personal dynamic if it Absolutely. gets too much. It's like the always around all of a sudden thing. Right. Something that started like a great idea becomes like a compete. Right, a mess. Exactly. And obviously, it, you know, you're still friends with them today, but it, but the point being, it didn't become a mess. But you eventually moved out, and at that point, because you said you were working for them, so in the meantime, where you were obviously still trying to. I took that year to just sort of figure out where I was. I remember thinking, what is that Sepulveda Boulevard? <laughs> you where? just didn't learn how to say it, right? I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would hear people say it. I literally had no idea where it was, but I kept hearing and I was like, can somebody tell me where it is and not embarrass me for not knowing? Like, I, <laughs> and I remember going on a photo shoot in Silver Lake and you know, at the time I'm, it was presented to me like, pack a bag. We're going to Silver Lake. Like it was, you know. I mean, get, get on the horse. Like, well, it's not that far. <laughs> well, I you know this was, you know, a long time ago, so yeah. it wasn't as developed or as popular as it. And and she didn't say that, but that's kind yeah, of that's the yeah. vibe you get. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. Um, like bring some snacks. Yeah. So <laughs> bring a stack lunch. This is going to be a doozy. Yeah. But it, it is so much more. You're from the Midwest. Then you go to a very condensed cities like San Francisco. Condensed. Everything's right there. New York. New York right. Everything's on top condensed. Of it's right yeah. there. Then you get here, and it's like everything everybody there. is a day trip. <laughs> Everything's over there. <laughs> Everything is a day trip. So no matter where you live, whether it's Malibu, Santa Monica, um, you know, East Side, like here, the, even Hollywood's not really central because it, there's no real quick Freeway, ways to get right. there. So everything, the mentality here is everything is a day trip. Everything. Right. And for God's sakes, we all had to 20 use... 20 minutes at least. All of us have probably at least been here long enough to know that we had to use Thomas Guides just to figure out how the hell to get around this city. And this is not yeah, one Thomas easy Thomas Guide was the greatest invention I'd ever seen at the time. I was like, right. this is awesome. Without this book, I would be driving in a circle and <laughs> probably trying to off myself. But it's... See, if you move here now, you don't understand how intimidating the city is. It's if you're, insane. If you don't, to, um, you know, like uh, using the bigger cities like Chicago or New York um, as an example, and even c- cities like Cincinnati, Milwaukee, um, the streets, um, the, the, they went. They were straight, and then another one went straight through. Yeah. Out here, Avenues they, they go like this, and, and then they loop over a street that they were f- before you were right. actually and going. And then they end, yeah. but then pick up again <laughs> over there. Oh, yeah. Herald Way. Herald Way goes Why would you name miles. San Vicente in two different areas of town? <laughs> Coanga? Like, what, I'm at Coanga, Coanga Boulevard. I'm at Coanga. Coanga. Yeah. My, well, my brother, when my brother first, my brother lived here for a little while, and he was like, yeah, I was uh, driving down on Sepulveda. And right. I was like, oh, you were, huh? <laughs> And then he called it Wilshire. He's like, I was on Wilshire. I go, what are you, Lord of the Rings? Calm down. <laughs> Wilshire. So you took the year off and just kind of just to get your feet wet. But then eventually, what was it 
This is different out here. Now, theater is not the same theater. It's not pushed the same way that it is. Yeah, and I miss New York a lot, and I think about it all the time, and I fully expect to spend time there again. And I go back, you know, I was there twice already this summer, but I um, got into the voiceovers. Right after that. Pretty early on. Yes. And what, so how does that, but here's the thing, that, that's that secret world that a lot of people don't know it's about. precious world. How does, how did that even happen? Like how did you, did you discover it on accident or you were talking to somebody? I had a friend and, who was a sound editor at Sony and he mentioned it to me and I didn't really understand what he meant because what I do is looping. So it's a little bit different. And he was like, oh, they do background on TV shows and they walk in a circle. And I was like, what? Who walks? Oh, yeah. Where do they walk? <laughs> what? And he was like, yeah, you'd be really good at it. You know, and I, it is really an improv skill more okay. than a voice skill. And I had done some improv and I kind of blew it off. Not for any reason except that I was already busy and I was a little intimidated by it. And so a year after arriving here, I kind of decided I should check this out again. And by now, Barry had moved from being an editor at Sony to like vice president of post-production services at Warner Brothers. So he invited me in again and I said you know come to a session and I think I was really afraid of even that I was like well am I gonna have to do something like I don't know where you know this is the big leagues this is television right I was like well no is there gonna be a guy with a cigar like what's gonna happen <laughs> so we he, he had to cancel I had to cancel he had to cancel and finally we just like Tuesday three o'clock no canceling in my office and I went to his office and he said have a seat Aaron will be here in a minute and I was like Aaron who and he's like you're gonna love her and in pops like the most adorable kindest woman I've ever met Aaron Donovan and he's like I want you two to partner form a loop group I'll help you get some shows here at Warner Brothers and I thought that that's great, but what is looping? I'm yeah, thinking, what, what am I forming? <laughs> so what what is, is this? Like, yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, by the way, also in looping, we don't like black people. You're like, wait, I don't want any part of this group. <laughs> it's, just, it's a weird meeting. So it's funny that you're still sitting there and you're you're not quite sure what exactly but, it right. is but, that this opportunity is you're being handed. Can I assume you're smiling and nodding oh, the whole absolutely. time? Yeah, you're like, yeah, this is I great. don't want her to know right. because she had done some looping already. and she So kinda, she knew. She knew. And so she's like, why don't you guys go get coffee? So we did and we got along really well. And then he called and said, I'm doing a movie gratis for like a, I don't think it was quite a student film, but it was something that he was getting, people was getting a lot of favors on. He's like, why don't you guys come in and do it gratis and get a chance to work on our studio, I mean, work on our um, stages and get your friends. And so we did. And by then I kind of let Erin know that I needed some help and (laughs) (laughs) she just kind of fed me all the tools I needed and I just went in and jumped in and she would give me the thumbs up or give me some notes and then we started going after it and we got some shows and one show led to two shows and then two shows led to another show and it snowballed from there. And then now, um, now can we, we should explain looping yeah, completely because like, it, 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 I'll start with the first part of it that I'm understanding. Well, so well, when you, well, sh- when wait, you shoot a movie, but well, well real TV. quick, like when we say voiceover, there's, there's what we're different from, types, of, different voiceover, types yes. of voiceover. So there's also, you can voice a cartoon, you can do a commercial, a, a commercial or you can do like a spokesperson or if you're doing someone's thoughts or whatever, like Patton Oswalt does voiceover right. and yeah, for Marshall's, the Goldbergs uh, and, and Marshall's now. Yeah. Oh, but, right. but, but right. this specifically, if I'm not, mistaken what you're talking about is on a television show or on a film um, when they're shooting it they need to get clean dialogue from the main actors so all that activity you're seeing in the background like using a bar as an example yeah a crowded bar nobody's making a noise correct they're miming Correct. Then later they hire people like you to come in and bring a bunch of people in and you guys create all the sound effects in the atmosphere is that my my dead on that right now so and it's funny 
most people would have thought, well, don't they just have a bunch of stuff on file that they use that the atmosphere, like they just pull and stuff like that. How far can that really go though? Well, but, but again, that's a fair, people would look at it that way. Right. So what, what is the difference in, in, in relationship to why they, instead of having a catalog that they would, every time they would bring you guys in and, and create specifics. So one example, this morning I worked on a show and we were in a police station and uh, about seven seconds before it ended, I, saw, I see the show in advance, so I make notes. Okay. So I can tell everybody, at 24.03, this is going to happen or at you know 18.02. So I told everybody, at this time code, he's going to fall. So let's just be all watch because sometimes when you're doing looping, you're not always 100% watching the screen. You're, you're maybe, you know, your head's turned a little. We need to react to that. So we're doing police dialogue, but then we needed to have like a... <gasps> Oh my God! Is he okay? You know, that's something you would have. You have to find that in a library, and that would be yeah. hard to do for the exact amount of time that you need it. It's specific to and, every. Sh- it's specific to every shoot, every project. That's right. Yeah, and then we'll go in and just sweeten that part of it so that they've got more. If they decide, uh, let's let's up the reaction. Okay. Let's make it more like shocking Surprised to people. Or, yeah. Right. So there's little things on each show like that where they want to design exactly the sound they want for each. Okay. Scene. And it's, it's, it makes sense because, like you said, otherwise you'd be reaching through. And, they, and it's, it's almost basically, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like you're being brought in. They go, here's what I want you to do. And this is how I need it in, in relationship right. to this thing versus just going, all right, this is what we need to find. Right. And we're just going to dig through all this stuff. Yeah. Take- but you do do also... I got my do do thing. I don't yeah. know why I double down on the do's. Do do a thousand times today. <sighs> well, the kids are always going to love these episodes because he talks about do do. Yeah. Um, what what are some of the more unique things like that? Are there other things that you have to do that um, that pertain to specific actors or stuff like that where you have to where you have to bump up what they're doing because sometimes they don't actually capture oh. it in. Is that part of what you also are hired to do? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out like sometimes. what this world really encompasses. Right. Like if there's a fight effort, for example, we call it, they're called efforts. If there's some if, a, if an actor or an actress is fighting or falling or jumping and they don't quite get the we might sweeten that a little. And it's easier for us to do it because we do it so often than to bring that person from the set. I mean, if an actor is adamant that they are like, nobody can do my efforts, then they can come in and do it. But most of them don't want to. Okay. And um, I'm not even sure if they know how much is... You know, it's a, it's a little bit... It can get kind of fuzzy. We don't do... We don't do words for a principal actor. Right. You're just it's 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 it is Grunts literally a fact. and noises yeah, and like like you said, they're jumping or landing or falling. Right. Yeah. You know. But right. what's the most complex thing that you've had to do when they when they call you guys in? I mean, are there th- if you ever gotten a project where they're like, "Here you go," and you're like, "Whoa, that's going to be a lot of stuff we got to come up with." Well, there's one coming up that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. But you don't I've, have to I've say heard, specifically. Well, I've um, heard that they're using a, a made up language. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> so all your stuff in the. And I did do um, some looping on, um, oh, what's the name of the movie? The Mel Gibson movie, Passion of the Christ. Okay. Really? And that was Aramaic. Oh, wow. So we had some cheat sheets of sentences and words. Um, I do um, Grey's Anatomy, and there's, there'll be some medical jargon. I also do Chicago Med some, uh, fairly often, and those will be you know very specific to the medical crisis at the moment. Okay, that's interesting. Let's let's take that as an example. When you say you have to do the medical stuff, so like in in a scene, you've obviously got like let's say it's a trauma scene or a triage scene. So they're doing their thing. Are you're adding little extra uh, right. stuff like maybe the nurses were saying so because I'm sometimes they're just the nurses that they Ball bring in. gloves. Well, but scalpel. They're 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 background actors, so they were not hired to speak. Right. 
but they you want to make it feel like there's a right. extra activity and extra dialogue. That's interesting. I, that, I would not have right. pegged that stuff. That's interesting. So we're usually so. the ones if they say, you know, charge to 150, charging. Oh, charge, okay. You know, or clear, clear. Or um, if they ask for something, we might just give a, if they say, you know, I need a 10 blade, here you go. You know, just a little, just the doctor. Little, the yeah, little just things the little, that people don't notice, but, but if miss. they weren't there, they would be like, <laughs> what the hell is yeah. going on? Why is no or one talking? We'll do like a, like what I, you know, the kind of the level behind where, okay. uh, you know, one of the, one, one of us will be the nurse kind of saying, I, I need a cut down tray and a 10 by 10 and make sure that you call, you know, like just giving little directions. So yeah. there's life in that room tending to this patient. How many, so how long you've been doing this accidental career that you knew nothing uh-huh. about that you were long hired? <laughs> Very long time. So, um, but now in respects to your youth and what you, you know, the singing and the dancing and all the stuff and, and, and the, the, the acting, you still pursue that stuff as well, or is it, or is it, does it have to take a backseat because you've been so successful in this? Yeah, kind and of I don't does. mean that in a bad way. I'm just curious. No, it's absolutely true. I think it does take a backseat, and it's all on me. I take full responsibility for that. Like, and I'll go through stages where I'll get really proactive, and then it'll pay off. I'll get like a guest star or a co-star or some, you know, some job. Saw you on baskets. <laughs> I was on baskets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, and then other times I'm like, it's okay right now. I can do that stuff later, which is why now, like. Um, I'm writing a play, which I have no idea if anything will happen with it. And my husband's writing a movie, and we're talking to a friend about doing a web series. And you know, I think creating your own content is so important. So many people are doing it, and the bar is so high because so many people are doing it that there's some good material out there. There's yeah. some good projects. Yeah, I think that for me, that's probably the way it's going to go. You know, I I just feel is like it, that's my path. Let me ask you this: Do you think that because you have a good career? And it's, I'm assuming, stable, and it's done well for you. Does that help you creatively? Because you don't feel the pressure, also. Like, so you're like, yeah, I can kind of like pick and choose of what I want to do because I'm, I'm okay. like, you're not freaking out because, oh my god, if I, if this doesn't hit, right, what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? I think that applies to me more when I get auditions that are. Um, things for me, it's really not about, I don't want to do that because I don't connect to the material. I mean, that happens once in a while, but for me at my level, it's more about, I don't want to do two lines on a sitcom that could, or actually even on a single camera that the irony being, it could easily be looped in later, you know, like here's your food or right this way. Like I've done those and I have enough tape that I feel like I don't need that. But at the same time, I do think work begets work, mm-hmm. and it's always nice to have a job. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know what's going to happen when, if you take that path. So I try not to be too hard on myself with that. But if I know I've got you know a double, I'm doing two looping jobs on Friday, and an audition comes up that I just really don't care that much about, that's a harder decision. But generally speaking, I will do everything I can to make it to that audition. I really do try to do that. So I'm assuming it has not happened yet where you've actually done that where they're like, we're going to, they're going to loop it over and then you actually get to loop your own loop. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I have would that be if that it would came be in, you're like, Hey, uh, I can do, I can do her voice. Yeah. I think I got this one. You guys. Well, we, we had a situation <laughs> with some friends of mine where uh, one of the loopers I work with did book a guest star and his friends worked on the show as the, as the loop group. They went in an hour before and they revoiced every one of their, his lines as a joke. <laughs> and then they played it back for him. So he That's thought funny. he'd been revoiced. 
That's funny. <laughs> so it can't happen, is what you're saying. Well, in a, a weird, joke. bizarre. Well, no, I mean, oh, not, I probably to, wouldn't. Obviously, well, revoicing happens every once in a while. I'll get called in to do a complete revoice on an actor. What does that mean? So when you say revoicing, like not so for whatever reason, the director, the producer, somebody decided they cannot stand the sound of that voice or the performance that they received from the actor, and legally through the union, they must give that actor a chance to come in. And do it over. And that's ADR, correct? Is, or is that also considered looping, or is that ADR it's at all, that point? It's, 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 well, I, I mean, a lot of people call what I do ADR. Oh, okay. It's kind of interchangeable, but yes, it would be considered ADR for okay. re, or, or For them, and they're contractually for them to do uh, their ADR. Audio, what does ADR stand for? Audio? Uh, automated dialogue replacement. Although uh, a lot of people say automatic dialogue replacement, but I be, I've been told it's automated. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've heard stories of them where they bring the actress in, or actor, in my case it's been actress, and they give them one shot and say thank you. They know they're not going to use it. They don't even record it sometimes, but they have to. <laughs> wow, be- they have to bring them yeah. in. I'm going to go ahead and hit this button over here, that <laughs> button going down. And, and sometimes record. you have to audition for those. You know, you'll send an audition in and they want to make sure that it's the right tone that they're looking for. And it can be relatively easy. It can be very, very difficult because often the reason they're being replaced is that their rhythms or their acting isn't good. Yeah. So if their acting isn't good, it's hard to make it better just with the sound of your voice. I have to watch the sync. Yeah. So that's not, is that, that that's hard, right? That's that's one more difficult thing because you're really hard. trying to match. Well, because you can't get out of you have to stay in that rhythm, and then that rhythm might be what's throwing the whole character exactly. off. So then you have to fit your words in there. One actress had a clipboard, and she had her lines on them. They told me this, and so she would say her line, and then would stalt and find it. And talk. The Busey, oh that's a Busey move. God. I learned that from Gary Busey. I had to find a reason in my <laughs> the pot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other times it simply is they just don't like the sound of it and it works fine because you just bring it down to like, you know, they might have been too cartoony or they might have, you know, you never know. It's so subjective. I might think they're fine, but someone else didn't. So. Yeah. If it bothers one person and they have the will, the, the ways and means, then they'll fix it. Who's the f- Schwarzenegger had his whole, right? Was it one of his first movies was completely? No, no. Lou, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. It was in a movie, the Hercules movie he did. He was overdubbed yeah. the, the entire movie because of you know his speech. And but back then, you look at those, you're like, yeah, I can totally tell that right now. Oh like, man, it, it was, was like just a different time, and a different really way. They, they didn't care, well obviously. No, it was not well done. But for you, there's a lot of pressure on really trying to get as close of the match as possible to the way they're speaking, right? Like it's you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you come in just to do that, especially, you're thinking, oh god, you know, it's it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes there's very little uh, I personally have been able to do about a bad timing a bad performance it's you do what you can yeah yeah <laughs> thank you so much for coming in actually thank this you. is very interesting i i didn't know until obviously i i, I know your husband peter who's also been a past guest who told you nothing about the right that's very peter like though right to like well you go find out on your on your own that'll be kind of funny but yeah it's it to find out about when he said i asked him one day because um, again, I'm the fr- I'm the, the 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 scared guy that makes everything awkward. I'm like, I never asked anybody. Like, I, I was like, okay, I've never actually asked what you do. I knew you probably did something in sound, and that was it. But instead of just asking you, so Peter and finally said, I'm like, what does she do? And then he kind of explained. I'm like, oh my god, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's we've never. You're the first looper we've ever had on this. Show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's it's a small group. I was gonna say, I was it's just, not a big group. I, I was right? just going to ask. I mean, that must be like a kind of a tight knit fraternity right there. It's it just is. like. Why would you let anyone else in when you've kind of cornered an area of Hollywood that like... Well, I mean, there do new people do get in. The thing is, the people who've been doing it for a long time, 
um, are so good at it. Mm-hmm. And there's a shorthand that you just don't have to. But I, I do. I, when I get a call from an actor, I do. I really. I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I really do try to respond to most of the emails or calls I get with at least a return call or return email. I know I've missed a few along the way. I did a workshop once and I got inundated and that was really overwhelming because I didn't know exactly who was who even though I'd met them in a group. But I, I really do try to um, to respond and sometimes I'll let them come in and, and watch a session. But then again, it's like it can be a distraction and it's just... You know, we have yeah. a shorthand. We just move really fast and... You guys have a system and yeah. anybody else kind of in there would... And every show is so different. Like, everybody runs their show differently, even within the shows that I work on. But if you've been doing this long enough, you can just jump right into almost anybody's show. Yeah. And is the, is the, all the stuff's are good, John. I was going to say, is the director there? Is he... Um, sometimes on movies. Okay. But not in TV. Rarely. But sometimes the writers will give us specific things they want. Like, we do a lot of, like, background TV. So we'll do a nature show or a cooking show. And we usually just improv it on the spot. But every once in a while, the writer will want something... Specific. Yeah. And yeah. then they'll just send it to us. Or a newscast, if it's, like, a big tornado and they want certain things yeah. to be highlighted, they'll send us the script. Cool. That, oh, that, that's how Peter described to me. He said that you guys did all the stuff that aired on the TVs and that television show, The Newsroom. Right. And again, you think about that, and it's like so funny. I've been oh, in the yeah. business that long, yeah. and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I, my, But then my, my natural thought would be, in post, they would just find... Newsroom n- noise. or not, not, No, not the noise. The stuff that plays on the TVs, the oh. reports. Oh. So you would just think, oh, they probably just pulled that from something else. And then you're like, wait a minute. This is a fake event anyway. Yeah, where, yeah. where would they be pulling the fake event right. from? You know what I mean? Right. You got to make that shit. Well, we yeah. also do paging in hospitals, and we do the other side of phone where the 911, what's your emergency? And then a lot of times, because I'll get the show in advance, I'll write down the principal lines and time out how much time I have, and then I'll write it for the actor, even if it's not me doing it, to say, you know, if she's like, uh, 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 I might say, ma'am, I need you to calm down. Like something just to, and then it'll be played way back. You may mm-hmm. not hear it at all, but, yeah. you know, I might be the one saying, um, Mr. Irwin, your wife's on line one, or those little pieces that just they need to sort of. That, like you said, people would, would realize if they weren't there. Yeah, They'd be exactly. like, what's happening? Right. But now, when you started, um, it, Aaron? Yes. You are still with? No. Her? no so okay, Aaron's okay. now writing and doing incredibly well. She's, okay. She's amazing. She, so now I have a partner, Lori. Oh, okay. And um, I never wanted to do it on my own because of the acting. I knew that if I ever got an acting job, I needed somebody. Plus, it's a lot of responsibility, and it's nice to have somebody to partner with and um, have that support. So uh, Lori Peacock and I have been partners now for, we don't even know, it's been like probably 10 years. Okay. And um, and it's not just for Warner Brothers anymore. That's correct. where it started. Yeah, you branch out and you just you, right. you can work for anybody. Absolutely. Okay. And it never re- we never were like an in-house loop in-house. group or anything okay. like that. We just that's where he was and he had contacts and you know it wasn't like they said oh if Barry says so then we'll do it. But it definitely helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't hurt. That's for sure. Right. right. I mean, especially you know because back then there weren't as many loop groups as there are today. Oh, they stay okay. So there was now. So back, it's like are you guys like sharks and jets? You guys having fights? What's going on? Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it's a universal loop group. Yes. Well, we're from Warner it's Brothers. All choreographed like, and yeah. Sally Brooks, thank you very much for coming thank in. Yeah, really thank you for being it. on the show. That was great. Thank uh, you. And uh, everyone listening, thank you. And uh, if you feel like asking us questions, you can hit us up online uh, at the website or at the uh, Facebook page or. On the email. I, one last thing for you, since we do have you here. If there are people who listen to this and they're like, that's really interesting to me, or doing anything in the voice world, what would be your recommendation to them? Obviously, yours was a little bit, 
it's it, you didn't take the standard path to get there, but you've been in it long enough now. And like you said, sometimes you get a lot of people would discover it and they think they're it's the golden ticket or whatever. That's another way to to make it in the business. But if someone was to ask you about trying to get into the, the voiceover world, what would you say to them? Voiceover world or looping? World? I'm sorry, just just yeah, the po- the po- that, because it's mostly it's all post, right? I mean, that's the right. thing. It's 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 a different world. It's yes. separate from the production itself in many respects. I think the best thing to be a looper is to be a good improviser because we we go for two minutes sometimes in a hospital and you can only talk about you know gallbladders and livers right. for so long. I mean, you have to you have to be able to and you have to be able to change your mind. If I'm about to say something to you about the woman in room 204, but before I say it, you come at me to get a CBC and a Chem 7, I have to drop it and go with you. Yeah, you can't go, no, yeah. but what about the right. lady in 204? What the <laughs> right. hell? And everybody's, you know, everybody's happy. You know, we don't make it, we're not overly happy, but we don't create problems. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't just lose my stethoscope. Oh, yeah. You know, it's always about, can you help me with this? Of course, what do you need? Or it's, I can't do it now, but as long as, I always say it's yes and or no but. As long as you're forwarding in the conversation right. and not heightening it, it's just boring improv. But it's a skill. You have to be able to keep going for two or three minutes and not be like, I'm out of things to say. So it's an improv skill. So if you really want to get uh, to be a good looper, learn how to be a good improviser first. And then I guess that would be the best training. No, that's that's fair. What you just said right there just gave me anxiety trying to think like, oh my God, if I was asked to do something for two minutes, would would I be able to? Yeah. I, well, I would do that. Where's my stethoscope? But, and then the people like that would just take away from the scene. And <laughs> right. like bananas and apples. What are you talking about right now? Just you can't just throw I'm words hungry. out. Hungry. <laughs> I know people do think that they're like, oh, you're the watermelon, 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 peas and carrots, peas and carrots. And I'm like, what? I've never said that on a living. No. <laughs> All right, John. Now, thank you. So, uh, uh, oh. Wait, I don't. I, I don't know which one this is. Wait, I work on. I work on Grey's Anatomy all the time. <laughs> I'm sneezing, everybody. Okay, I wasn't quite sure what was happening. I didn't know if it was a uh, weird cough, a no, sneeze. No, it's a sneeze. Okay, that was that was impressive. Thank you. Do you always do the same amount every time? I'm a no. Sneezer. It goes between. It, I've had you have, fourteen before. Okay, so like, you don't. There's no. Con, are you consistent I with any? I used to always be two, but I, this morning I did a one. You did a one. Yeah. Were you wait? And you, did you stop and wait for the second one to come in? Well, I was driving and I had to look at the sun because it wasn't quite coming. And I was like, oh, there's a policeman right next to me. And I was like, I. He's going to think I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what were you saying now when I interrupted oh. you before the thing? Uh, Doesn't matter. No. You were just saying contact us. Oh, yeah, yeah. You give it, drop us a line. Let us know. Right. Fan art, too. We like that. We do like fan art. But thanks for listening, guys. Good show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 